0: Red Bull and vodka, I'm a like Yes, I like I didn't take notes?
1: True. I, think I
2: took notes? You know how many notes I took? Bro,
1: I got out my freaking I went to Walmart, I went to Full got my trapper keeper, and my, pee, my peewee my pee folders.
0: I just licked all the stacks of sticky notes. Did you? Like I got at
2: Walmart?
1: Em. Yeah, got them good. I ordered some Lisa Frank stickers off Amazon. And Frank, Frank, Frank. Stickers. Oh, God damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we should, this is why this is the only time this is ever going to happen.
1: Yeah, probably one and done. That's what I always
0: say. Is it
2: possible to get once.
0: banned on podcast?
2: <laughs> you guys are just going to kick me in a mysterious turn of events. This is now your podcast. Oh, okay.
1: Then, welcome everyone to the Sheck West Podcast. I'm not your host, Burning Tree Emissary's ex-boyfriend, and joining me today is someone who makes Karn look like Fabio, and someone else who owns at least two Stoneforge Mystic-themed fleshlights. Boys, how you doing today?
2: <laughs> oh, those are so
0: good! Dude, okay. I, can out- I can out-bench Karn, come on. I'm talking about the hairdo. Yeah, it was oh. more the hair thing. Oh yeah, he got me with wo-
2: <laughs> the The bald silver golem. <laughs> For, oh my! That was kind of
1: flawless. I'm pretty impressed with myself. Yeah.
2: Energy-wise, and no stutter.
1: Delivery was great.
2: Thank you. I appreciate. Yeah, you really did yourself. It sucks that you just wasted all of your energy for our cold open, and then the rest of the podcast is going to be garbage.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
2: <laughs> what is up, Packrats? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock Podcast. I am your host, the Sugar Tyler, and joining me, oh, are two very, very special guests. I have the Spice, Rupert, and the Everything Nice, Zach <laughs> with me today. Boys, what is going on?
0: Uh, just happy to be here with the Power the Powderpuff boys, apparently.
2: <laughs> no, we're the, the, the Rowdy Rough boys. That was the bad guys. The Rough
0: Riders anthem, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. I'm a straight rider. There's no denying.
2: <laughs> God damn it. Welcome to the podcast.
1: It's great to be here. It is. Absolute pleasure. Sadly, I waste an hour and a half listening to this every week of my life. So it's interesting <laughs> to waste like three hours being on it.
2: Now you get to see, you get the peek behind the curtain. That's right. The deconstructed view. of From how- 1,500
1: miles away, I'm peeking behind that
0: virtual curtain.
2: Yeah, it's a wow. metaphorical curtain, but a curtain on the left.
0: It's nice, though, because then you don't have to listen to this whole episode because you know what it's about, right?
2: Yeah, now I'm exactly. still probably going to listen to it. Oh, yeah. Gonna yeah, you're going to you're gonna drag yourself through the hour and a half it takes to listen to it.
1: Yeah, I'm a masochist, too, and I just want to hate my voice an hour and a half. Well, boys. And, and I do want to hear how Zach sounds.
2: Yeah, it's worth just hearing the the scope of people, like how bad they everybody sounds. Well, boys, you guys aren't content creators, so you don't have that claim to fame. You're not Correct. famous magic people. You're not Corey, which is the only other guest we've had. Boys, why are you here? Uh,
0: we grew up near you. Yeah. I, just got, I just got a text about it. I don't really know, man.
2: <laughs> I just work here. <laughs> yeah, that's about,
0: that's about it.
2: This is location the, location location. This is the inaugural podcast of The Boys From Back Home, The Honkies.
0: I like that. That's right.
2: Yeah, so you guys are the the two of the what five people that I started playing magic with. Yeah. It, yep. And because obviously Matt uh having a child, we're going to have to have some guests in here. And I thought why not have the original magic crew on to talk shit about this dumb card game makes sense to me. Also,
1: congratulations to Matt. Yeah, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, if he doesn't name it Tyler, though, um, I'm revoking that congratulations. But for now,
1: Zach's a great name, consider it.
2: We're just like, nope, don't you just don't even bother.
1: No, I honestly, overpopulation is horrible. I'm just like congratulating him because I have to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, I feel like a good way to jump into this whole thing um, is going over the origin story from your guys' side of things. Okay. So how did magic start? With I guess you guys individually, and then all of us as a group.
0: Who's going first?
2: Zach, it's all you.
0: So for me, I had uh, I had two older brothers. They're about ten ish <laughs> years older than me. Uh, and right before they left the house, I was probably like eight, nine years old. And I would always see them like playing magic in uh, our living room, like kind of later in the evening. I always wondered what it was. They tried to explain it to me, but I was a you know idiot child. Had no idea. But it always just seemed like this. Really interesting hobby that they had and never understood it. But when they moved out, he left. Uh, My oldest brother left some of his cards uh, at the house. And I was like, hey, you left your cards. He's like, yeah, man, all yours. Um, So then I just had this box of old cards uh, that was his and then my other brother's as well. Um, And I never really did anything with them, just skated a bunch. And then I think Rupert brought it up to me about him playing with some people. And I was like, oh, shit, people play this still? (laughs)
2: <laughs> this game still exists?
0: And so I went and like, dug up all the old cards and stuff and ended up uh, selling a couple of them that were worth some money to end up buying the dual deck, the Elspeth, and the whatever dual deck at the time. And I think I gave you, Tyler, the Elspeth deck
2: oh, to play with.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was, And so I think that might have a little impact on your uh, love of white cards.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. you Both of you guys are... Almost solely responsible for. Oh yeah, you know, I if you love gave him for white. If you gave him Beth
1: I gave him a white weenie deck was definitely the first thing that he played. Oh yeah, yeah. With like priest captain and unruly mob,
2: unruly mob and stuff in it. Oh hell yeah!
1: I don't I even think we were advanced to. enough for like mentor of the meek at that point.
2: No, I think mentor's in that deck because that it was like, then
1: props to me.
2: Because I, I remember having that card and being like, well, why would I pay a mana to draw a card when I have something else to play in my hand? <laughs> because i had no idea what the fuck i, was I already doing. have value i don't yeah know. exactly i already have the cards why would i need to draw more that's yeah, That's what a waste of my <laughs> why would i want
0: option but yeah just we did that and then we just kept playing as a as a crew with some of the the other guys from home and that's pretty much that from my perspective never ha- haven't stopped yet
2: So that's a good actually that's a good transition to Rupert's origin story, which I was it was before me and Zach. I think you were the one who kind of brought it into the group.
1: Um, Latter in the latter half. Yeah, but kind of like Zach, it was just introduced to me at an age when I was it was just over my head.
2: Like
1: we were playing Pokemon cards based on its power. Like it's straight up HP was like you just drop down a card and it's whichever HP was bigger one, basically. (laughs) and that's where our brains were at card game wise
2: yeah we were just magic
1: cards and like being able to not pronounce things not that you couldn't pronounce all the Pokemon but there was like the freaking anime that went with it at least but I had a friend who was much smarter than myself and he even had an older brother and they had a bunch of cards and they tried to teach me at one point um it was over my head and then tried again later on probably in like the late 20s, before like 2010 even trying it again and then well, maybe not even i guess right after it would have been like 11, m11 Instrad would have been after I'm trying to think soren was in like it was a six drop soren card was in like the first course set that i was like really really getting into and then i had bought like a collection of cards before that
2: I think that was, like, and right after Zendikar. That was, like, the course set in between Zendikar and Anastrata.
1: Word. That math checks out. Yeah, and then um, Return to Ravnica because when I really got into it and then brought it to you guys. And then me and Zach played it. Uh, Tyler made fun of it. And then Tyler tried it. And now Tyler plays it more than me and Zach play
2: it. A yeah, lot that's more. That's in, a, a lot. I can vividly cool. remember in my brain walking into somebody's house Fine. and you guys are me. sitting... Yeah, you guys were sitting at the table, like throwing pieces of cardboard at each other. I'm like, "What are you fucking nerds doing?" And we're like, uh, "And you're like, it's it's Magic the Gathering. You should try it." And I'm like, "Who do you fucking think I am, a dweeb? I'm never I mean, touching that shit." And then a week later, I was fucking neck deep in it. We're
1: used to like skateboarding and like gaming and killing shit in video games and mall walking and making fun of people and watching the same movies over and over and over and over. And over. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. Really cool. And then it's like, oh, what the fuck is this cardboard?
0: Just watching Grind repetitively. Yeah, Grind called power.
2: back to Grind. One of the greatest movies of all time.
0: Depends on who you ask, but yes. (laughs) Not subjective. That's uh, in the
1: Criterion (laughs) Collection.
2: No, yeah, that that is an objective fact. Meryl Streep
1: wishes she was in that
0: movie.
2: That is to which everything else is judged, is Grind. Top tier.
0: Speaking of which, watched Brink the other day. Doesn't hold up. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't doesn't hold up. That makes (laughs) me sad. Don't watch it. Just remember it the way it was and you'll like <laughs> The capital of Johnny Tsunami really
2: taking the soul skater out of your body.
1: <laughs> Sucked the soul right out of your skater.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how we all started playing and it has just like continued. That was what like 2011ish, right? It was before
1: that. 2011, 12. No, I'm thinking it been cuz I it would have been after y'all graduated.
2: Yeah, this was like post right. like, like, right like, high school. Right. Like right after college age kids right
1: that because that's when grown men need to be getting into card games is after they graduate <laughs> high
0: school i don't know because i remember getting to college and before i joined my fraternity i showed up and i was like well these people play magic too oh, I've, sh- because i've you. been because i've been playing it for a while beforehand so i think it was before and i remember going to the like just shop. no no i waited a year see there you go maybe you started in that year so it was like
2: freshman year of high school or of college
1: so it would have been like 2011 12
2: Yeah, so I was right. Okay, yeah, that checks. Yeah, my brain is just firing on all cylinders, baby. Time, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But, and like River mentioned, we all played together as kind of like a just like very hyper-casual group. Like, I can remember us going to, like, pre-releases and, like, limited events. But outside of that, like, we were never really big into Constructed. I only got really into Constructed when I was, like, at college and didn't have you guys around cons right but i also i barely
1: played standard to begin with like i played casually and then barely played standard and couldn't get like two into keeping up with it so then it just became casual again and then it became like commander popper popper commander casual formats across the board
2: yeah like zach you have one modern deck and you've had that one modern deck for uh i haven't i haven't
0: years? altered that deck since the pittsburgh gp so oh, that,
2: that was like gp pittsburgh 2016 or 17
0: yeah i haven't Touched a card in that deck since Uh, I've played it, but I haven't changed any of the cards uh, or replaced them with anything better yet. So,
2: to be fair, it's eight rack, and it really hasn't changed all that much. There's like two cards that have come out, and eight rack never goes
0: out of style. That's the thing; it's always going to be right there, lurking below, playable. You know,
2: it's like the dark jeans, black T-shirt of Magic. Like it might not be. But it's always, like, a functional outfit.
0: Yeah, it's not going yeah. anywhere.
2: No. Like, you're never going to walk into some place and somebody's going to be like, wow, look how stylish that person is. But you're not going to be like, wow, that guy's dressed like a fucking homeless man.
0: But, yeah, I have that deck, and I have uh, the Army Ants deck that you guys made me before I left. And then I have a the uh, Imanatu uh, commander deck yeah. and an uh commander deck as well, which I've been trying to teach people magic with those two uh, commander decks off and on whenever they come by, so
2: that's so sick.
1: What are those who makes the uh beginner decks, Tyler, that you can like buy the pre constructed ones that they made themselves?
2: Um, that is Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom, that's it. Yes, yeah. They're, Kingdom they're pretty has- cheap even. And like those are kind of nice for teaching. People. Yeah, I think they're like ten bucks, or you can buy like a set of them for like fifty bucks and it comes with like like six decks or something. Right. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's
1: pretty like, neat. super
2: cheap. They're great. But you mentioned our- Army ants. And that brings me to like one of the big things that kind of keeps our group together too is like I said, like we never really got into like serious constructed formats, at least as a play group. We kind of stayed like to the obscure outside of, uh I guess, casual formats. Yeah. And the first yeah, one that yeah. we got into as a group that I remember everybody being like, yep, on board, let's fucking do this was Popper Command. And I would venture to say, there are zero. No, I wouldn't say zero. There is maybe like one or two people who have listened, who have ever heard of Popper Commander, let alone played Popper Commander.
0: Well, we even oh, refined geez. it more now too with Woodnickel.
2: Yes. Let's talk about Popper Commander first. Cause that <laughs> one is like, that one is the, the hidden gem of our play group. That's true. So Rupert, you are the, uh, the guru on everything common. Give oh, us a way. breakdown of what Popper Commander is.
1: It's, uh, 100-card singleton format, you have a uh, creature, doesn't have to be legendary, printed at uncommon at any point as your commander. 99 other cards printed at common at other point. And then, I mean, band is like within your playgroup who gives a shit, the decks are like three bucks. I mean, not necessarily. You could drop a Ristic Study. Before, I don't know what the reprint has it down to, but like, you can make an expensive-ass Popper Commander deck, but you can also obviously make a Dark Cheap Popper Commander deck. And play cards that you'd never see play and add flavor that you would never taste.
2: And it's just a really fun format. I like it a lot. That is the one thing about Popper Commander that I found so appealing. Almost like 40% of the decks are cards that I literally have never played before putting them in those decks.
0: Like
1: I play such niche formats, I only look at cards for my two formats. (laughs) Like if it's not a common card, I'm probably not too concerned about it. Like, everyone else bases value on, like, actual value. Like, I see some new fucking Mythic or a Planeswalker that's like, oh, this is going to break some formats. And I'm like, it's not going to break my fucking formats. <laughs> no, you,
2: yeah, you don't give a shit. You see something like... Oh, except for Mystic
1: Sanctuary, to be fair.
2: <laughs> that's pretty recent. <laughs> yeah, Mystic Sanctuary, that card sucks. But also... But you see something fun, like that, so. and that gets you more stoked than, like, the Ugin reprint in Corset 2021. Right. I'm oh, kind of
0: in the same boat there. That like I the only time I play Magic really is with you guys. Um and popper commander made sense. I remember uh Roop having like a like a t- little uh turntable like you put in it the middle of the Pabst kitchen Blue table. It was a
1: Bob's Blue Ribbon. It was yeah. a, Pabst Blue Ribbon, a Lazy like, Susan. A lazy, yes.
0: lazy Susan. And he had and like held like five plans. Like
1: yeah. Oh there was 10 in at least in there at one point. There was like a goblin tribal, elves tribal. Uh what's that Esper artifact thing? Uh it looks like a spider almost.
2: Oh, it shit. pings. Oh, I don't um, remember what it was called.
1: I don't either. Again, there was that Kitchen things was in part. there. Miss Meadow Witch was in there. Um Demir the first Demir guild yep. mage from uh, OG, where you like made someone discard or draw, I think it did. Um and then before Crackling Drake, which is OP as fuck, there was uh What's, the, the, goat? The, one What's the goat? The chimera, whatever the, the chimera yeah. was with trample X3. Yeah, those things are really cool in one on one. But it's just about, like having fun with your play group.
0: And the best part about that was like we could show up with just maybe uh, the three of us or up to like six people, and we could just try a new deck out every day because he had the whole rotation there. And then we yeah. could also bring our own. So it it was really fun. You get to try out new play styles. You get to see new flavors of you know tribes of cre- uh, tribes of creatures and stuff like that. So. It was just a really I, good time.
2: I would say the first time that I ever took Elves seriously was with Rupert, spinning the Lazy Susan, getting Elves, and being like, oh, fuck, let's try this out. And then I opened up the deck, like, fanned through it quickly, then drew my opening seven, and was just like, oh, oh, I can get down with this. And just yeah, fucking go. Like, storm- slap-
1: I'm trying to think of the un- the...
2: Um, was it Priest of Titania?
1: No, I will look into it right now. Keep going.
2: Yeah, Popper Commander was just so sick. And there is surprisingly a wide array of things that you can do with that format, too. You wouldn't think that only being able to choose from uncommon creatures that you'd really have that many options. But the fact that they don't have to be legendary just opens up so many doors. Like the one, the deck that I actually still have built in play is just some janky, like blue white bounce deck.
1: Oh, I love that deck!
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. I have the commander right here.
1: Also, Imperious Perfect was the commander, and that card is so long mm. green's it's not so hot in Popper Commander. But if you're there just to have a good time and pop out a bunch of elves, it does work.
2: Yes, oh, I have a Zorius Aether Mage, is my awesome. commander for Popper Commander. One white blue for a one one human wizard. And then whenever a permanent is returned to your hand, you may pay one. If you do, draw a card. And the entire deck is just built around drawing, drawing and as bouncing. many <laughs> cards as I possibly can while bouncing my own awful creature.
1: It's so much fun. And then what is it, a Not a Therial.
2: Oh, the enchantment. Yeah. Oh, you're Whatever. talking about my win condition.
1: Correct. The only win
2: condition, really. Imperial armor. Imperial armor, that's it, not yeah. ethereal armor. Yeah, one white, white enchanted creature gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of cards in your hand.
1: Yep, put it on something with flying, bounce your opponent's shit, bounce your own shit.
2: Yeah, what you Clean. know about putting that on a sky scanner and getting it?
1: Yeah, sky scanner slaps, bro.
2: Especially when you bounce it. I've never been so happy to pay like three mana to draw a card and then bounce that thing and pay a mana, which is like four mana on average to just draw another card and then end up having to discard because there's nothing in the format that lets you have no maximum hand size.
1: <laughs> Wait, yes, there is. You can play Thought Vessels Common. on point, was it not? Oh, is I it? Don't. I was pretty sure that... Well, then
2: I built my deck incorrectly. <laughs> there,
1: is def- there are <laughs> definitely things. I think even Reliquary Tower can print it a at this point.
2: Oh, maybe this deck is so old that that was not... Oh, yeah, Thought Vessels. All right, BRB ordering one Thought Vessel for this deck that I only get to play with you guys. You
0: can play Library of Lang, One Drop Artifact. Oh, that's right, no Library.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, Library Lang is so sick. I well, get I to get my discard phase. Sign me up.
0: Yeah, One Drop Library. There you go.
2: Yes, but yeah, Popper Commander is just was like that was one of the formats that made me really love casual Magic, even though I was like super super into like high level constructed, like going to GPS and events and like playing Modern, playing Limited. That was even before like I really got into Legacy, but playing just high-level competitive formats, I would still always go back and love playing Popcom with you guys. just too much fun. It, too it, much, was
0: it was great. Too much diversity. And it was great because like, no one took it that seriously. And especially <clears throat> if you were using uh, like Rube's catalog of decks, it wasn't like you had uh, any skin in the game like of your deck doing well. So you didn't have to... Th- and the cards are all pretty straightforward. So it was easy to drink or whatever and have... Just have a good-ass time while you're playing it.
2: Yeah, because... Right, there's not
1: a, there's not so much text on any common. And also, the cool thing about having you guys not having skin in that game is I had all the skin in that game. So even when I lost, I won. And when my right. decks won, I won. I yes. didn't have to be playing.
2: It was pretty awesome. So you were always the winner, which feels nice. Right. And then when we lost, if the deck that we were playing lost, we're just like, well, that's because River built the deck and he fucking sucks shit at building decks. And I can
0: just be like, the player sucked. The deck was fine. Yeah, operator error. Right.
2: Yeah, the difference between like yeah, user error and then equipment error, <laughs> which that just a, a a void in between there, which we just lived in happily. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Popper Commander was so sick. We need to start getting Popper Commander uh, back online.
1: The only reason we don't is because some commons are just so darn expensive on Moto for some reason.
2: Well, and you know what? That's there, why there are cards that are not expensive on Moto. There's some that are under five cents or equal to five cents wow do you think there really are that many cards that fall into that criteria i love cards for a nickel man
1: insane it's honestly probably way more than people would
2: man that's so crazy do you think we should make a format out of that concept
1: um yeah yeah i do actually i 100 percent do exact. do you think we should get in on this
0: i think it might have been done uh, recently actually oh I what do. did they
2: what would they call that format
0: uh, well everything's under five cents like you said so some sort of currency that represents that would be my suggestion for a title.
2: Huh. Yeah, I mean, I like, also, like going... not, a,
1: not a real nickel. You know what I mean? Yeah, it so... has to be like a
0: fake, very, a fake version.
2: Of, yeah. So like... it couldn't be made out of metal.
0: No, definitely not.
2: But it needs to still be like a tangible material Correct. like plastic nickel. Plastic
0: Correct. can be pricey, man. And you can't really, I mean, it's not biodegradable. It's not really that good.
2: Oh, that's true. Bad for the environment. Cardboard nickel
1: like a pog. It's almost like a, like a smallish pog.
0: Oh, a pog for it. Oh boy! <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, Pog let's nickel. play Pog Nickel.
1: You don't play P A W G Nickel. Pogger. Pogs
2: Poggers, Poggers,
1: yeah. Pogs and wood.
2: <laughs> Poggers,
1: Pog Champ Nickel. Yeah. Those are the top tier wooden nickel decks.
0: How about that? How about wooden?
2: Wood Nickel. Oh, I kind of like the way that rolls off the tongue. Wooden Nickel. Yeah,
0: it sounds alright.
2: Yeah, wood or wooden. It depends sure. on
0: how I'm describing it. I'm describing it. That's actually maybe relevant.
2: Well let's say for the context of maybe the format that we've been beating around the bush describing. Just really. let's just call it wood nickel. That's I hard. like that. Math
1: checks out.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Pronunciation that's checks
2: out. Wood nickel. Maybe the greatest thing that we've ever done as a play group. Also, that was a
0: hell of a lead
2: up to talking about We took the scenic route on that one, boys. Yeah, we saw a sign that said path
0: of
1: most resistance. We're like, yep, sign me up.
2: Yeah, is there one that's farther than that one? Because we'll take that one. <laughs>
1: It's like when Gandalf is like, you want to take these eagles and everybody else is like, nope. And then there's three movies. We chose three movies.
2: Yeah, we chose a three movie. Yeah, that's 100% what we chose.
1: Three books. Where the fucking nerds want to look at it.
2: I can't read. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll do the movies. Sounds good. But fucking Wood Nickel boys. The again, the origins of this—it was kind of serendipitous. And I know we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. Not we, as in like the collectively, we, but we, as in the royal we of me and Matt. Because
1: we haven't been on the podcast together at the same time. Correct. Me and Zach have been. Me and you have been. You and Zach have been. But not the three of us.
2: Collectively, we've talked about Wood Nickel on the podcast before. But I feel like now is the time, having three founding fathers of the Wood Nickel. <laughs> uh.
0: I just kinda got roped into it. Uh, I had I just gave the okay. I was like, Yeah, it seems like a thing I could get behind with limited time and limited money and
2: You're the John Hancock of Woodnickel. Yeah, I just
0: signed the thing. You guys did it. You're the drafters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like Rupert's the Benjamin Button, and I'm the John Franklin. <laughs>
1: oh, I love <laughs> and, I love buttons. I love Benjamin
2: buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that for a woodnickel. Um yeah, let's fucking let's talk about this format. Because it is Quite possibly C format. Not that I deserved, but that I needed for the time that it came about.
1: Yeah, I mean circumstances presented. We just had to be. We just had to be creative, I guess, under the newsroom, which was distance and coronavirus.
0: Well, I think we started talking about it before uh, Rona even came around. It was yeah, just exactly. hey. It was just like hey, we're in three different time zones. What can we do that's cheap and fun? Uh, where well, we can still touch base and have a good time.
2: Yeah, the right. origins of Woodnickel came about when Rupert moved from Pennsylvania across the country to Denver. Right. And Zach, like a couple months prior, had moved from Pennsylvania to Florida. But
0: I'm like in the weird part of Florida that's central time. Mm-hmm. Like right near Alabama. Alabama. Yep.
2: Florida-Bama line. Florida-Bama line. God
0: Florida-Bama God. does exist. It is a that's place. The
2: it, they do exist. I didn't think it was
1: a real thing until I went and visited him on my way to Colorado. And I was like, this is a cool.
2: <laughs> this is the most
1: redneck fucking sounding deliverance ass shit I've ever heard. Yeehaw. It's pencil, It's like pencil talkie, but it's like somehow
2: worse
0: than pencil talkie. It's like if you picked up our hometown and put it at the. <laughs> I
2: mean, Just... all things considered, that doesn't sound that bad.
0: Sounds like you're taking Bud Light and Camo to the beach. That's exactly what happens. Awesome.
2: You're saying Bud Light, and I'm giving Bud Light way too much credit with that. <laughs> it's like Keystone Light down <laughs> to the beach.
0: Extra gold, baby.
2: Oh, extra, extra gold. good, and
0: good for you.
2: Talk about the worst liquors in the entire world. That just gives some insight into how awful of a, a group of humans we are.
1: Anything
0: above the bottom shelf is awful.
2: Yeah, if it's not sitting on the floor.
0: Yeah, right. Right, right in front of the shelf.
2: I want plastic
0: bottle. I want
1: it to say vodka. Like it just came out of, of a really cheap TV show's pilot episode. <laughs> and if it's even on sale, and the more dust on the top of the bottle, the better.
2: Yeah, it's like aging. It's a, right. It aged with time and love. Right, yeah,
1: 100%. Just gave the potatoes more
2: time to ferment. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, fucking wood nickel, boys. Oh, yeah, we were talking about magic. We've already kind of described it at this point. Everybody knows. Yeah. Wood nickel, yeah. it is just commander. So all of the commander roles apply as far as deck building goes. Correct. Except for, and band
1: lists goes.
2: And band list goes, Yep. Yeah, except for every card in your deck, including your commander needs to be on magic online under 0.05 tickets. So or, or equal to or nickel. equal to yeah. Or or equal to so a nickel or below on magic online in the currency of ticket.
0: Now I was talking to Kev, uh, during the tournament, which we'll get into later, but I was like pitching wood nickel to him. And he was like, well, what happened if a card ra- rose from like five to eight cents? And I was like, well, if you knew why we're playing, it's not that big of a deal. But if, a, a card would jump from like five cents to like 15, 20 cents. It's like, all right, you maybe find a substitute for that.
1: Yeah. It's not like forgetting anybody's like the track, I don't think. No. No, not a nickel. Like, it's not It's not a legal. And mean, that
2: is kind yeah. of the mission statement of the format, too. It's not about building a deck that is going to be like min max or perfect in the slightest. Oh, no, it is not. It's, it's all about flavor. all Building flavor. a deck, yeah, that will have a ton of flavor be super fun to play with and super fun or at least interesting to play against because fun is subjective yes
1: it very much so is as i've learned playing different people on moto that are not you guys <laughs> yeah or when just make, the decks that you have built right when you make a tag that says fun people don't define it the same way that you do like if you're playing the decks that i do people don't think that they're as fun as the decks that they're playing maybe i don't know it's subject
2: well i think i've talked about a couple of my wood nickel decks on the podcast yeah, you have like
1: 30 or 40. I don't know if there's like there's like a thousand options and you have half of them taken up.
2: Yeah, that that is I'm getting very close. I think I'm like 3 shy of half.
1: <laughs> but seriously, there are like 1600 or something commander options for this format. If you're just looking for like some $3 format to play with your homies
0: whenever. Yeah. It's And so that's easy.
2: another good perk for the format. Like I you guys didn't really play Magic online before we started playing Woodnickel. Correct. Right. I already had a pretty extensive magic online collection from playing all of the constructive formats online. But to kind of even the keel, we just set this wood nickel constraint. Everybody started from square one. And all of our decks are pretty similar in power level.
0: Yeah, so like right now, I'm looking at my Bum and Sig's deck. It's blue-black, basically steal. The only win condition is that your opponent plays good cards and you can steal them. That's it. But to buy the whole deck in Modo is... Two dollars and fourteen
2: which is perfect.
0: So super, like, super financially friendly.
2: Like what, you make, other, what other deck do you have? Oh, go on. You make that in that little investment. First of all, if you're going onto like uh card hoarder, you have to spend ten dollars. So you give them the ten dollars and they you buy your deck and then you get X amount of store credit after. That store credit just goes to building like four more decks.
1: Is that how you do it? I do it. I buy ticks. Oh, see, I just circumvent hits. that. I
2: just let them take my actual human dollars.
0: Yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't know it was a thing.
2: You fucking... You do what I do Zach? This is why I'm the yep. expert with the podcast, boys. I'm so humble.
1: I smell the humble pie from fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> is that, Zach, what other decks do you have? Um, format?
2: Well, that's the
0: only deck that has anything but black involved in it because I'm a savage, uh, but I have <laughs> another one. Uh, so Bum and Sigs was the Demir deck. This one is called Bad Times at Innistrad High, and it is basically, uh, it's a dollar forty-three for this deck, so big baller. And Holy it shit. revolves around me sacrificing absolutely everything and generating a ton of uh, small things. So it's basically I create a bunch of tokens and creatures, and I sacrifice them all to do really cool stuff. Um, I also have Tar Baby, or no, Bad Times at Car babies is that one because I That's use bre- the sacrifice. Yeah, because I use breeding pool or breeding pit. I forget what it's called. It's breeding yeah, pit.
2: Breeding pit. It's definitely yeah. not breeding pool. Breeding pool is not legal in the format.
0: <laughs> <laughs> basically, use breeding pit uh, to generate thralls that I can sacrifice and do cool stuff. The uh, Bad Times original High or uh, Instrad High is basically use uh, Sir Conrad the Grim. Uh, when anything leave the ba- leaves the battlefield, and is put into a graveyard uh, or put into a graveyard from anywhere. Uh, it deals one damage to each opponent. So it's basically black control. I don't really know what else to call it.
2: Yeah, it's um, like mono black discard.
0: And of course I have smallpox in there because it's one of the best cards in the
2: Well, that's just like what you live off too. Like you yeah. as a magic player, like get your kicks from like playing like discard spells, removal spells, things that make people do things that they wouldn't want to do.
0: Yeah, I just like knowing what you think you're about to do and then not letting you. Uh, so if I was a magic card, I would be smallpox.
2: <laughs> That's actually, yeah, pretty accurate.
0: But I, I don't even know your full deck list, Tyler. What all you have. I've only played against probably four or five of them.
2: What are no, your favorite four. The three, five, who cares? But it's yeah, I, a couple. If we're going to go through, I will.
0: I did three, so I don't.
2: I'll do three then. I will pick my three favorite nickels. My three shiniest nickels. Three shiniest, just because three softest.
0: Heavily polished wood discs. Three more polished.
2: Yeah, yeah, my three most polished nickels. I think the one that is the most fun to play is probably Una, Queen of the Fae. Or as Matt would say, Fae, Queen of the Una. Because he's dumb. (laughs) Which is just a pretty much standard Una deck, but with cards that you wouldn't typically see in a Una deck. So I'm just playing... Yeah, because you you don't have access to the real card. Which makes it, honestly, arguably more fun. Like, I get to play with Dreamborn Muse. I feel like people don't typically play that card. Which one's Dreamborn Muse? Dreamborn Muse is the one that, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player puts X cards from their library into their graveyard, where X is the number of cards in their hand.
1: Fair.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah, that one does some work. But then you also just get access to just some, just generically powerful cards. Like, uh... Fraying Sanity, uh, Psychic Corrosion, Sphinx's tutelage. I get to play fucking Nemesis of Reason, which in paper, that card is like $15.
1: Yeah, it's cool getting it, it's cool on the reverse too, because a lot of cards are just so cheap on Bodo. You get to play things that you wouldn't even that you get to play.
2: Yeah, like Lightning Greaves is a perfect example of that. Lightning Greaves right, but Swiftfoot
1: Boots you cannot play.
2: Yeah, Lightning Greaves is like six bucks on or in paper. Online, it's $0.05. $0.04, cents. Cents. Yeah, four cents, $0.05, $0.05. Cents. But the exact reciprocate of that is Swift of it. I also thoroughly enjoy playing Niv-Mizzet deck, which is using Niv-Mizzet the Firemind. And uh, that card says that whenever you draw a card, Niv-Mizzet deals one damage to any target. Turns out I'm going to draw some cards. Right there, that math checks out. Uh-huh. Draw a bunch of cards uh, and kill a bunch of either creatures or people.
0: Can I just say about the pricing that you were just talking about? I have a really good example. So, in the Eye of Chaos, uh, two colors and a blue, all instance. it's enchantment. Uh, all instance, and uh, interrupts are countered unless their caster pays an additional X, or X is the casting cost of that spell. In paper, $97.71. Online, online, $0.03. Cents. So, I would never be able to play that card. <laughs> in, paper.
2: in paper, never.
0: No, that's not but even... Be- but because of our the way it works, I get the chance to try stuff like that out.
2: That's the beauty of this format.
0: It's one of the beauties. The other two on the podcast. with,
2: Oh, that's so cute. You fucking nerd. But my third favorite, this one's actually probably just the best one that I built, which is also the most recent one, is uh, Carador Ghost Chieftain. It is white, black, green. And the whole entire concept is to put my entire library into my graveyard. Cast Eerie Ultimatum, which brings uh, basically everything back, including a bunch of demons and then winning with Liliana's Contract. Which says at the beginning of my upkeep, if I control four or more demons with different names, I win the game. Yeah, that's fun.
1: That mm-hmm. is super
2: fun. Which that's a perfect example of a very very powerful commander that a ton of people play. Like Carador is a very very popular commander, but normally people are returning Alishnorn and very powerful creatures with uh, Carador's ability. Um, this one I'm just like, you know what? I think I want to bring back a. Uh, pestilent demon yeah try <laughs> that. let's try that card
1: honestly i can't imagine a world where people pay more than five cents to play a pixelated version of cardboard that baffles that, me what that a is a very Matt thing to in. say
2: too that is 100% matt's whole mentality behind magic online i'm gonna
0: have to agree with matt and rupert
2: on that yeah but i can't play legacy in paper all the time you
0: try well you're just not trying hard enough
2: okay yep okay <laughs> You
0: know that one
1: pixar skit that starts out uh I don't know what Disney movie it is, but it's the old man playing chess with himself. I think it's a Toy Story movie. You can just make a second legacy deck and then just like go to the park and play yourself and like make a, like get one of them disguises with the fake nose and mustache.
2: If I'm gonna go to the park by myself, take birdseed play... too, because that
1: sounds depressing as fuck.
2: No, I'm a gonna, razor I'm gonna, blade. No, I'm gonna go jerk off in the park. Oh, okay, yeah, right on. If I'm playing with myself in public, yeah, that's fair.
0: I'll just make sure there's no kids around.
2: Well, it's at the park, so like. It depends on the park. Sure. I'll go to the skate park.
0: There you go. And then Actually, there's off. a lot of kids in
1: my.
2: Oh. Don't
1: go to the skate park yet.
2: We're gonna rule out parks in general.
1: Okay. Don't go to the
2: park, especially right. if you go to the park. Don't jerk off. Those are pretty good rules. Words to live by. Yeah,
1: I- <laughs> if you're gonna jerk off at the park, at least social distance. <laughs> yes.
2: Okay. There we go.
1: I think that's a fair compromise, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. If you're going to do that thing, at least be wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask
1: and six.
0: Or like some super stretchy pants, so that way you don't even have to pull it out, right?
2: Hey. I
1: mean, it's been pretty hot recently, and then it's like a lot of motion. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking Christ. Okay, Rupert. What are your wood nickel decks?
1: Well, I started with. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of do four, but I'm gonna move right into three. I started with Olesha, which I realized white's stupid. Because I started playing Grenzo in a deck. And anytime I would play Grenzo and fire off anything with power 2 or less, it'd feel good. And so I was just like, all right, I'm just going to play Grenzo instead. So I have a deck that's 35 lands and 65 creatures with power 2 or less. And so no matter how I play Grenzo, it hits. Or I hit a land and that pisses me off. But usually I'm hitting creatures. (laughs) And it's pretty badass because a couple games into playing this deck, I realized with the London Mulligan rule on moto. To just mulligan, I want to be able to choose what's on the bottom of my graveyard, because if you're not familiar, I can put the bottom card of my library into my graveyard. If it's a creature with power less than or equal to Grenzo's power, put it on the battlefield. If Grenzo starts as a 2-2. If everything else is a 2 or less, bam, it's going on. So if I get to like choose my first five cards I get to play with Grenzo, he comes down as a 2-drop. I'm firing him off turn 3. Yeah, Sounds good to me.
2: It is a an incredibly powerful thing when you can just hit your creature on turn two. Right. And then know for certain the next turn, as long as Grenja stays alive, that you're gonna get like a like seven drop creature that just happens to be a two-two. Right. I
1: could fall into three. like pont of a blight turn three.
2: Yeah, that's pretty okay.
1: I could you could be real stoked on getting your three drop commander out, and I could roll right into a duplicate turn three. <laughs> I could our type of finality is a good thing to roll into. There's a lot of things that I could roll into. I'm usually I'm just stoked to see what I get. It's just fun to kick back and be like, I have eight mana up. It's like I'm going to Grenzo four times. I if all four of those fire off and I get four creatures on board from that. That's insane
2: value. You're turning four mana into like 14 mana.
1: right? It's so much fun. Which I is that. gross. Um, after that, I made Edric Spymaster. Oh, Trust, I think it is. Yeah, but I don't really care what he does. I just care that he's blue green and that he says spy because flavor. <laughs> I didn't um, put
0: that together. Double O Rupert.
1: Right, there's like a lot of like tele telepathy and like just cards that don't specify players. So like each other player, every player, um, all the opponents, kind of thing, and barely even that. I kind of just like the communism aspect of the group hug. But there's also some like messed up cards in this deck. Um yeah, that what deck do we got in there? Is oh, like so Ice good. Cave. <laughs> shared fate, oh, God. hive mind, Force fruit uh, Force forced fruition is fun. Oh yeah, zer's Weirding is insanity. Fuck that card so that deck, much fun.
0: That deck uh played in a four uh one v one v one v one with uh, us and because the other guy was milling, you group hugged me so hard in draws that I, you milled me more than the guy with the mill deck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, because I had
0: to discard it's it's every to time. That. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. I it's so, a lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: I wanted to be less
1: involved aggression-wise than Grenzo, and so I made this guy. And I was like, well, I got a group hug. I might as well make a group hug. So I took Celestial Kieran, who, and I also kind of wanted to make something Tyler loved and make him hate it that was kind of the
2: the the whole prospect here yeah so you picked a white spirit
1: right and whenever you play a spirit or arcane you destroy all permanence that spells with that spells converted mana cost so that's just like just a bunch of spirits and arcane spells to uh blow up the board all the time and most fun and i did get to do it for the very first time recently um uh, you not a part of this but zach exactly was a part of this it. I, I did it so much. i got to ugin's conjuring um, we were playing, I always do like to do the, the, uh, the budget casual fun tag in Modo and people don't like to listen to that and it makes it unfun for me. That
2: is
0: very and true.
1: One guy, he was playing pirate ship or was it ghost ship or pirate ships? It
0: was ghost ship. It was really awesome. He was like, yeah, sure yeah, he playing was cool along.
1: Dude, like he was into the budget shit that we were doing. And then we have a guy, I don't even remember what he's playing, but it was definitely not anywhere near casual budget fun. And so we kind of tried to hit him off the board. And when I drew the Ugin's Conjurant, it's an X Spirit. So it's a zero drop as far as, um, or it's a zero CMC as far as Kieran's concerned. And so it blew up all the lands. And then you just kind of start over from that with what's on board. And so that's a good time.
2: Zero mana Armageddon seems pretty okay.
1: Yeah, big fan of that. But those are my three. Those are my only three. Um, But they're they're a ton of fun. Honestly, it's making me want to play this format.
2: We might have to jump into a game after we record. We'll see. I'm sold. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm probably
1: into that. Actually, we were going yep, to have to. Yeah, sounds about that.
2: right. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> My favorite part about that whole conversation is Zach's decks are all very much his play style. Like he has two decks that are mono black. The third deck that he has is like fifty percent black, and they all play the black role very serious or very differently, but they're all so black in their in their theme, in their flavor. And then on the other side of the, the wood nickel, you have Rupert's decks where all of them are so different. Like Grenzo is all about just powering, like getting a really aggressive, cheating on mana, getting and as many creatures on the battlefield as you possibly can. Edric is about making everybody draw a million cards and just completely shaping up the texture of the game. And the mono white spirits deck, is just all about ruining time. what your opponent is doing,
1: <laughs> and that's just—they're just so- all, all gambles. Honestly, they're all just gambles. I like to kick back and watch how people interact with what's going on.
2: That is the overarching theme with your decks too. Like Zach is a very <laughs> to the core black player, and you are a to the core like very like Johnny like just kind of see like build a deck that is kind of elaborate and then just see what happens kind of thing. And if you can like somehow set up like the combo, whatever the combo may be, where in that white deck it is having your commander and then playing the X spirit and Armageddon thing. Right. Like your deck is just set up that once you do that, you feel a hundred percent accomplished.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's his win. It's not like he has to mill you or take you to life. It's like, Oh, I just ruined all the lands on turn six. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. If I have one really, condensed period of fun like one even turn where i just like oh this is gonna be a riot whether it's like dropping a few enchantments even in in edric where it's like shared fate and then just some other goofy shit and just watching how the other three players at the table interact
2: that's That's, that's the fun Yeah, you just feel good at that point. Oh, 100%. I feel great
1: at that
2: point. (laughs) And that is, like, my favorite part about our play group. Like, we have Zach, who is, like, the kind of, like, prototypical Timmy with, like, a little bit of Orthos, like, shoved in there. (laughs) You are the very... Rupert is the very typical Johnny. Another guy that we normally play with, Austin, he is Spike to the fucking 10th degree. Like, our commander group is so... (laughs) diversely represented of all of like the archetypes of player that's what makes it so much fun to just get together and play with everybody and when
1: you're involved too i mean you're just so familiar with the game and like everything it inca- encapsulates i guess so like uh it's always diverse with you all almost like yeah you have your niches like spirits and shit but you'll see something that entices you like cycling and standard kind of recently and at it's like It's not something that you typically do, but it entices you, and you're like, I'm into this. Oh yeah, You'll do the same thing with, like, your fifth. I think it's literally 15 plus wood nickel decks. It's like, there's always something different. Tribal, or it's like your demon thing. You just see a card, and you're like, I'm just gonna win with this one card, even though there's a 100 of them.
2: Yeah, I I think I can play all of the roles like, pretty evenly. Like, I have the Carador deck, which is very much a spike deck. Like, that deck is just, I want to win the game. But then I have, like, Dapala which is Tribal Vehicle.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that thing. That
2: deck is awful. It is so bad. <laughs> but when I get to do the thing, it feels so goddamn good. And then I have like Renata, which is just mono green playing big idiots and just turning them sideways. That is such a Timmy deck. That might be the most Timmy deck I've ever built. <laughs> but all of those decks just play so differently. Which is one a testament to how good this format is, and two a testament to how cool the ability to just play magic with such a diverse group is. A
0: hundred percent.
1: And I don't yeah. think any of us are smart enough to break the format, nor do we care to take that time. No, and
0: the, the whole reason so, uh, I I the whole reason I enjoy playing black is because I like seeing how people work under pressure that's not just creatures getting swung at them. Mm-hmm. So like if if you don't have a hand If you have a clock because of that, if you are sacrificing a creature every turn, if you are, if I'm able to steal your creatures, how are you going to respond? And it's just cool to see how other decks can recover from it or not.
2: Oh, yeah, because some decks are totally fine with playing against some of your decks. Yeah. Like, I would say there are maybe like 50% of my decks that are, if you're playing, if I'm playing against your discard deck, I'm like, I'm in an okay spot. Like, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. But if I am ever just like, oh, I think I want to play my uh, cycling deck. And if you're playing your discard deck, I just can't. I can't do anything. I'm just dead on the spot. Like, I want to try to play around it, but I just physically cannot do it.
0: Yeah, or if I'm playing Sig and you're playing Stompies, like, you're just playing big creatures that I'm going to steal. And exactly. there's not really a lot you can do other than enchantment destruction that's going to stop it.
2: Yeah, like, I'm going to play Jaganpa, just big old dumb idiot creature. And you're going to be like, uh, yeah, that one over there, that one's mine. And then the next turn you're just gonna be like, I'm gonna swing this at your head. I'm gonna be like, cool, I am dead.
0: Right. So, it's it's cool, especially uh within with the limited format parameters of the five cent thing, to see how cards that you don't get to see played a lot at all respond to having a limited hand or having a limited board presence.
2: Yeah. One. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: Also, um, kind of opposite to what I was saying before about when people come in there without budget decks. It's kind of see how you're. Kind of cool to see how your budget deck um, racks up and goes to head to toe with not budget decks when those people enter the same games in Moto.
0: Absolutely.
2: Because oh, sometimes your
1: deck performs a lot better than you think it does. Like, my Grenzo does just... I mean, my other decks are way just for fun, but Grenzo takes the fuck off. It'll ruin some top-tier decks sometimes if I get in the right games.
2: Oh, dude, the first time I took a Wood Nickel deck into just a random game of three other Commander players and they were all playing real decks, and I'm like... I'm playing with nickels, (laughs) ha ha. And then I won that game. That feeling is better than any drug. Like, sign me up. I will do that over and over and over. I don't know if
1: I can attest to all of that sentiment, but I feel you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What, you just can't, uh, you can't relate to the winning the games part.
0: Correct, that is exactly what I was talking about.
1: (laughs) So, uh, I don't think we got anything else on wood nickel?
0: I have selling Kev on Woodnickel,
1: which he said he's going to do. Ooh, and hopefully that. Corey gets into it and starts playing with us, too. Shout out to Corey.
2: Again, this is the part of the podcast where we do the call call to action, where right. not just Corey, not just Kev, literally anybody out there who wants to be a part of Woodnickel. Anyone out there in the
1: Matrix, um, the hyper in the internet, like uh, where Timmy Turner goes in that one Fairly Odd Parents episode, like that internet, uh, wherever Matthew McConaughey goes. Rep. Chalk zone yeah Chalk zone
2: Man. people yes. in the chalk
1: zone uh the people uh, wherever danny phantom goes when he goes ghost narnia sure, right uh, when he goes through the wardrobe and uh goes through pan's labyrinth and then ends up in mordor
2: yeah and there's that um, big dragon thing that they ride
1: correct uh from never ending Never-Ending story. story
2: yeah now correct
1: yeah clifford <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. The, clifford.
1: the winged clifford yeah no i hope that they are sold on it uh join the freaking discord and yeah, people um, um, find people that'll play it
2: the wood nickel gang you can yeah. reach out to me on twitter that's at land or you could just shoot us uh, shoot me a dm at the uh fashion shock twitter yeah. which is blue button slide into tyler's dm yeah just slide into them dms and join the wood nickel gang because i feel like a lot of people right now especially after the past couple months with the changes that have happened in Magic, some of the cards that have been released that have kind of ruined a couple formats. Some of the questionable ban and restricted announcements that have happened in Magic. Some people just need a shake-up so they, Magic doesn't get stale or boring. And Woodnickel is 100% the shake-up that I personally needed to kind of keep things fresh. It's like Brink. Uh... <laughs> speaking of brink.
1: <laughs> it's like brink that very that movie that aged really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so what would Nichols like the Soul skater. Of? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to sell out to Team like X plays. Yeah, we are not the Team, team X. But yeah, it's
2: it's great. I hope there's at least two people out there who uh get the brink references. <laughs> oh, guarantee there's going to be Brink
0: Brankerson. Like yeah,
2: Brink McBrankerson.
1: Well, honestly, how many more people than like Matt's not gonna listen to this? Like, he's about to have a kid, and he's not gonna give a shit. Like, he's not on it. So, like me and Zach listen to it sometimes. You have to listen to it. Is anybody else that's even gonna listen to this?
2: Uh maybe like three people.
0: If you preface it with it's just me and Rupert talking, it's gonna go down from there. Oh yeah. no!
2: It's we're gonna we're gonna ease that one in. Everybody who <laughs> was listening at this point had just been completely hoodwinked. Yeah, They're in oh, the yeah, long haul now like people stay for matt anyway oh
0: yeah duh they come for the loud introduction and they stay for matt yeah and they stay for shitty quality microphones <laughs>
2: <laughs> also how is it that this is the only episode of the fashion shock podcast with good audio quality so far
1: <laughs> because like we said matt's not here
2: yeah that, that matt checks out <laughs> that matt checks out
1: Zach, see, plays some commander modern you didn't get into popper with us at all um
0: like the actual popper format yeah actual pop or popper no no or not that we like got into
1: it competitively or anything but like before i left for colorado we kind of got into we dabbled casually
0: well there was like that year uh almost a full year of me going through a bunch of trainings and moving around other oh, country yeah. a lot so it was i didn't that really have true? a ton of time to do anything
2: partying with uncle sam yeah yeah, yeah, shooting guns and fireworks. Right.
0: Spending that government cheese. Starting mm.
2: americano, Carl's Jr. <laughs>
0: Badass dude. flying <laughs> the jets.
2: <laughs> Fucking yeehaw, boys!
0: Someone's got to do it, man.
2: It's a tough job. I get it.
0: Kind of like organizing a tournament.
2: Oh goddamn it! What a segue. Oh, yeah, this is a cool another way that we have kind of been able to stay connected. One of it, one <laughs> of them is obviously Wood Nickel, and that is obviously played on Magic Online. But because we have the ability to play paper magic through our uh, our webcams or our smartphones all of us got together and we all participated in the fetch and truck post-release pre-release and like me and matt are obviously talked about this but i want to hear your guys's take on how the fetch and truck post-release pre
0: i had a great time uh it was kind of last minute as far as me getting on board um but i threw it together in like i don't know a couple hours. I went to a couple of different stores, tried to find a webcam. Failed because everyone's, you know, camgirling right now. And uh, so I had, <laughs> I had to figure out a way to use my phone and mount it and also find six packs that had some value oozing off of them. So I scouted those out and I put a one of my chairs in my dining room on the table, put a 24 inch fish measuring stick uh, on the chair, a 30-pound weight on the fish stick and on the chair, so it hung over the ed- – or the, the stick hung over the edge and then used the, like, dad belt buckle clips for the iPhone, you know, <laughs> like the plastic, the hard plastic ones. And then oh, I, put, I put my phone in there and clipped it upside down on the fish stick hanging over the edge of the chair over top of the play mat. So I bought the packs, threw that together, and there were some technical issues, but they were small, and otherwise everything went really smoothly. Uh, for me, on my end, anyway.
2: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, impressive and Rupert, smooth. you put a little bit more time and effort into yeah, my, uh, your construction, but, but it, didn't ha- it didn't
1: it doesn't hold a candle to Zach's ingenuity. Like his description isn't doing the picture justice. It looked oh, incredible. Yeah, like it was <laughs> it was very good for the time that it took to throw it
2: again. Absolutely, it was it so was good. very good. Like yes. I got you sent me that picture, and if you want to see the picture, you can go to the Fashion Shock Discord in the event info section. Uh, if you are trying to get in the Fashion Shock Discord, you can find that link on our Twitter or in the description of this episode, by the way. But yeah, just seeing people's setups, like specifically your two setups, in that Discord chat got me so hyped. It was so good just seeing, like, Zach's just <laughs> rigged up somehow together mess up a construction that worked perfectly. And then Rupert's, like, meticulously... <laughs> out and like set up and like he had everything like all laid out he had the dice on the side of his wooden frame that he well, built his,
0: his camera was so good you could like read the cards from the mm-hmm.
2: play mat. yeah rupert your setup go ahead just explain your setup briefly okay well i tried to
1: find a webcam online and it didn't work and then surprisingly enough walmart's freaking gaming section sometimes comes in clutch like the Razer stuff is, like, sometimes discounted because people don't think to buy it there, I guess. Like, I got my freaking speakers. They're super cheap. And the Razer brand, they're super freaking nice. And so this Razer Kyo Kio, whatever, had our webcam was on sale at Walmart. So I saw it and picked it up. And it was, like, a little bit pricier, but I was, like, maybe it'll be all right. And, yeah, everybody said it was really nice quality. So that feels justified. And then I gave Jeff Bezos some money for, like, this worm hook thing that held the webcam. But it didn't do that. So I shipped it back to Jeff Bezos, and right next to the UPS store, where you can order an Amazon packages, (laughs) is a Home Depot. So I went in there, I bought some wood, some like one by one furring strips, um, cut it down to size, like measured my playmat, and then just went like a little bit bigger than that, and then just made a box missing like one part so I can move my arms in and out of it. It's like 30 inches high. My webcam mounts facing downward right onto my playmat. And then it kind of gets the wooden frame. So like Tyler was saying, I set my dice up there because I'm also a fucking compulsive nerd. And so everything <laughs> was like tidy and neat and looked cute. And I'm pretty stoked on it. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm trying to find other uses for it because it was a lot of fun to build. And it looks good from the top-down view. So well, and it was cool future. playing in the tourney. And then me and Tyler just fired off a game trying to see how it all worked out right before the tournament, like a couple of days before the tournament. And yeah. so it's been fun messing with it.
2: Well, you can use that for future... Fetch and shock post release pre-releases, which we will most certainly be doing, considering right. that this one went so smoothly and was so much fun. Maybe
1: we should just start jumping into the next one, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, you mean like the jump start one? Oh, well what? That's so weird. Yeah, We're that we're gonna jump into jump start. It's yeah, crazy. we are a thousand percent running it back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to do a fetch and shock post-release, pre-release for jump start. Uh Oh, before are... this
1: wanna shout out to uh Adam, Kevin, and Gets, who all also participated and were all super nice and super fun.
0: Yeah, it and was then... one of the best oh, parts yeah. of the tournament was getting to meet like people that uh you know, I normally wouldn't get the chance to meet. Um just some of the and had like kinda going over how we knew everyone else involved and just kinda hearing everyone's background and just meeting people within the magic and fetch and shawl community. Yeah, it was just good spirited,
1: like all around like Obviously, there weren't prizes, so we were just, like, there to have a good time. Um, and then we used spell table. I don't know if you mentioned it or not, which was, uh, I think you shouted it out recently.
2: Oh, yeah. We've talked about spell table a good and, handful um, of times, but it can yeah. never be understated that, that that website is so good. Very good. Cool. I, I
1: don't remember who even mentioned it, but was, like, thoroughly impressed with it, if not one person that we played with between Adam Getz and Kevin. Um Then, like, multiples of them. But, yeah, definitely impressed on my end. Like, it was really nice. Um, We just, like, kind of talked in the Discord, had everybody but who we were playing muted. And then when our game was done, unmuted each other. And then whatever uh, website you used to keep score was also really really MTG Events is what I mean. Yes. Super simple interface. Kept track just fine.
2: Yeah, and everybody had access to it so they could see the thing, so I didn't have to just continually post stuff in the Discord. Right. Yeah. Technology is crazy and turns out worked really well. Yeah. And
1: you can even like submit your results from there per team. So Mm -hmm. it's like getting handed the slip of paper at an actual event. Like it's kind of
2: neat. Yeah. It kind of gave you that like throwback flavor of being at an event and doing that because I know there's a ton of people that don't have that luxury to be able to do that.
1: Right. The only thing that is weird, I will say, um, keeping track of like life totals was interesting here and there, but you get used to it. Just, like, keeping track of, like, blockers and things like that was a little bit interesting. And there's a curve there.
2: Um, Yeah, there's a slight learning curve. But still,
1: I mean, not too intense to used to by any means. Um, Super
0: fluid. Impressively good first try.
2: If you have the ability to play Magic, you have the ability to figure that stuff out very quickly, which is nice.
0: Yeah, I came into it, like, not knowing what the websites were, what sort of setup I needed, what packs i needed and within like probably three hours i had everything up and running with very i mean a little bit of help from you guys but not a ton yeah like you asked for
1: one of our help like before it was like getting set up and don't even think you were just like am i on the right website yep okay and then you pretty much figured it out from there
2: it's very
0: it's very user-friendly
2: yeah so if you are interested in playing with uh these two idiots and also me the third idiot Please go to the Fetch Shock Discord. You know where to find it. And we will be doing the Jumpstart post-release, pre-release at a not yet determined date and time. But we are going to do it so that you just get two packs of Jumpstart. We'll jump in to the event. Everybody will open their packs, shuffle up, and then we'll figure out the pairings from there.
1: Right
2: on. I I don't know what decks we played in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys just go ahead and go over kind of your generic archetypes of what you played.
1: I did blue white flyers because my very first pull was Bang Layer Angel. And I was like, Well, we gotta force this. And then I had five lukewarm like equally lukewarm colors. So I just talked to the tried and true, blue white flyers, went two one, which four of us did. Yep. Um out of the six, which is pretty fun. Um but yeah, just uh, I forget all the the like the acolyte, it's pretty good. It comes like the two three with lifelink, it's pretty Basari Acolyte's a good card in that deck. Yo oh, yeah, um, the things with prowess, and I didn't really get any removal in white blue. Too. Like, and I didn't want to play counters because that's boring. So I played the three blue blue. You control enchanted tapped creature.
2: Yeah, you get to you get to control magical creature, but you can only target a tapped
1: creature. Right, as long as you target it while it's tapped. Like if they untap mm-hmm. it, like during some with some cantrip, it doesn't matter. You target it. Um, I think that's but yeah, I played two of those. Um, and it was a good time. Zach, what about yourself?
0: Um. I made a joke before I even opened my packs that I was going to force black. Um, Because that's you. Right. But uh, I ended up going pretty heavily black. Uh, The other color was green. Um, I kind of got not necessarily forced into it, but uh, pretty easily talked into it by the pulls that I got. I had uh, Carevec, the Spiteful, four drop, three, two. Other creatures get minus one, minus one. So then the rest of my creatures were all two tough or two toughness at least, um, which was kind of part of the plan there. I got uh, Joel Rail, uh, two drop one two. Whenever you draw your second card each turn, you get a cat token. So I used a lot of that, uh, and then a discard was pretty heavy in here. Surprise! And
1: massacre worm didn't hurt.
0: Yeah. Also, I got a. I pulled a, a borderless massacre worm, which uh, I got it in there one game, and then Rupert stole it from me and uh, had a bad time <laughs> with
2: with aforementioned control magic on a tab creature.
0: Right. Cool. Um, <laughs> not only that, he also stole. What was that, uh, Big Spirit 8-6?
2: Oh,
1: Gooms- Gloomsayer.
0: Yeah, he stole that from me too and swung at me. So that was a really good time.
1: That was a really good time. Thank you for reminding me.
0: You're so welcome. And then I had, yeah, de- <laughs> I, I, had to, I had Demonic Embrace as well, which I was like, oh, this gives it flying and 3 plus 3 plus 1, that's sick. But then Rupert has Baneslayer Angel, so it has Pro Demon, uh, which uh-huh. this card also makes it. So, terrible matchup. Pretty cool deck concept. I just, uh, one of the game's Mana was a huge issue. I didn't have the draw, the card draw I was expecting to get through it. Um, but it was still fun, and I got to see some, some, some of the cool alternate artwork on like Liliana Stewart and some of the lands. So, yeah, played a uh, Golgari, went 0 and 3, but still had a good time.
2: That's all about. You placed. Yes, sir. You did. Yeah, showing up gives you a place, and you know there's no prizes, so you are actually the big winner of that event.
0: Yeah, you won as much as the first player did. Mhm.
2: Feels
0: good. Last is a place. I will say that. So what deck did you run, Tyler?
2: I played a lovely little number that was a black-white kind of flyers. You know, the tried and true black-white flyers archetype that everybody knows about. Naturally. And I did a little bit of a green splash because I didn't have enough playables in my pool for uh, an actual good deck. So yeah, it was just a bunch of white and a little bit of black flyers, a good amount of black removal, some black top end, and then... The green card that I was splashing for was... Uh, was it Primal Urge? The green X. X...
1: Oh, my card. That card is so good. limited. Yeah, it's the insane. rare
2: that gives your creature plus X plus X and it fights something. That yes. was my green splash.
1: Does it give a trample too? Or just fight?
2: It just fights. Okay. Oh, but, it just fights. But typically... Well, it gives a plus X, plus S and bites. I know. It's uh, just what's fun I about so that bonkers. is putting it on a flyer and then killing the thing that can block a flyer and then attacking over everything else for a lot.
1: Right. Like that one three spider with reach, that thing's laying that gets plus two plus zero and it blocks something with flying. That's kind of dumb. Yeah,
2: it's good to eat. Very no. good to uh, eat.
1: Things with prowess you're worried about. What's that two two flying prowess for three? Uh,
2: The mystic uh, siren. Yeah, whatever it is. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my deck was super fun. Again, ha- pulled the classic 2-1, which uh, almost everybody did.
1: Yeah, a ton of fun. I played um, Zach first, and then uh, Adam, and then Getz. And then it was just all, all three games, or all three rounds, rather, worked on of. Sadly, did not get to play Tyler, nor Kevin.
2: But you'll get to play them on the next Fashion Talk post-release pre-release. So. I hope so. I'm going to have
1: to start looking into Jumpstart, honestly. The set's intriguing, and I've dabbled into it. I just know that it's mostly reprints, but some of those newer cards are pretty cool. Oh, nope. get into it and ship, but definitely some I, neat ones.
2: I looked at the set for purposes of uh podcasting. Right. I have not looked at it since, and I am probably gonna go dry into the post release pre release, kind of like I did for this past one where I just didn't do do a sealed or a pre release because I wanted to keep it just for that event. You drafted it on Moto a little bit. Oh, I drafted it a ton. Or not on Moto, but Arena rather right? on Arena. But that's yeah. not sealed. It's different, you see. True, so, that's true. That's very I think
0: I think for Jumpstart, I'm gonna have to like look at the cards ahead of time to know what's in the set, make my draft or make my uh, sealed pool building well, here's a little easier.
2: That matters a lot less because with Jumpstart, you're just getting two packs and shuffling them together. So what you get is what you get.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's more my speed.
2: Yeah, so it just doesn't matter.
1: The only thing that would help with familiarizing yourself with it's like also there's a lot of freaking cards to familiarize yourself with. So god luck and good speed. But um, if you do do that, with, like, sometimes the quality changes with this, um, the, the way that we have to play right now. And sure. making it easier to not have to reference cards, because you can make out, like, the Rorschach test that is a Gloom
2: right. gloomsayer.
1: Like, you can barely make out a gloomsayer, and you're like, okay, I know that that's an 8-6 that does some 2-shit.
2: Yeah, you don't have to read the cards, you just notice the picture, which is what I always do, because I can't. Which
1: makes things way easier. Mm -hmm. But
2: coming in blind fun too. Seeing the picture explains the cards. Right. Hell yeah. Well, boys, is there anything else magic related that you guys want to get into? Actually, yeah, probably. Um, Oh, Rupert's pulling out his notebook. I I got got one. I do want to go over um,
1: my arena experience.
2: Oh, yeah. I would love to hear about this because I was actually a part of it. Yeah, you were very much so a part of it. Now that you have taken time to kind of... uh, Reflect
1: right. on the experience.
2: <laughs> I reflect as I sit
1: next. I will. Pre- I will foreshadow this <laughs> story with that. With I no longer have Arena on my computer. I do have Moto to play with the boys, so I can crack packs with the boys. But um, yeah, no Arena. I was like, you know, we're having this little tournament thing. I want to familiarize with my set, myself with the set. I used to play a little Arena. We'll try it again. So I download it. I'm like Tyler. You play this a whole bunch, and you're a better Magic player than me. Um help me help me draft this. And he's like, I can definitely do that. I'm into that. So uh, we got on uh, Discord, I screen shared, and then we're both on the mic. And he's talking me through it. And, like half the time. We're picking like the same like I'm picking the card in my head that he's picking. Yeah. But he's basically in the driver's seat. Um first game, that's the one that we went seven oh with like a black green deck, right? A very
2: good black green, yeah. We went 0-3 very quickly. With oh, no, yeah, that was down. the one. Yeah, I had to walk away for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had yeah to, we had first... to decompress after that. Yeah, we did have game. one game where we drew our entire deck, and the last seven cards of our deck were all spells, but everything before that was every single land that we had in our deck. Correct. Yes. I, the
1: first game, I drew 15 of my 17 lands. The third game, I drew 17 of my 17 lands. And then the second game... I don't remember how I lost it, but the only game I did win, I did go 1-3, and three. the only game I did win, I don't remember what you called it, but it was blatant that I was going to win, and the person just let all of his timeouts ran, run out, so he was just kind of being a
2: Oh yeah, they roped us.
1: Roped us, there you go. Yeah,
2: toss some yes. ropes.
1: Yes, it felt like I got a couple of ropes tossed my way. <laughs> I happened to wait for that, and I was not a fan. So um, yeah, that was rage induced because even Tyler admitted he was like, "Yeah, I never seen anyone with really such bad luck on arena." So I thought about that sentiment. I was like, "Well, that can't happen again." And it did
0: not. But
1: without Tyler um, gradually being in the driver's seat less and less, and in the passenger seat and the passenger seat less and less, through about six to seven drafts that I did, um, I feel like. I figured out that I'm not good at this. I don't, I don't like misplaying <laughs> with technology. And if I'm not playing with people that I know, I take it too seriously. So I stopped. And now here we are.
2: That is a very healthy way to look at it. Because yeah. one, the technology is an actual barrier. Like right. you, did, it, you did, you did playing, like the auto tapper kind of screwed you sometimes. And like, there were some plays that were made that were a hundred percent the client was responsible not you that was the technology error not used
1: and just not being as familiar with the interface makes it harder to use that so there was that curve involved but i'm just i'm good on that which did bring me and i've only dabbled in this thought but um kind of going off of our budget casual formats dabbling in standard popper is potentially something else to throw mm. in the mix of budget formats that we do. You
2: did mention this. We did spend a good portion of this podcast talking about the obscure formats that we do play. Right, so why not just add to it? A good a good way to kind Magic of Magic Obscura? Little... What's that Matt?
0: Obscure Sports Quarterly. Obscurica.
2: ESPN eight <laughs> <ate> the Ocho.
0: <laughs> right. MTG
2: eight <ate> the Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Just a nice little bookend for us talking about obscure formats. Let's introduce another one that we haven't started playing yet. Yeah, might as well.
1: So everything had to be common and standard. If it's been, if it's uncommon and standard, and it's common out of standard in a reprint, doesn't matter. Has to be common and standard. That's where our power level is based. So it might as well. Um, but yeah, I just love commons. So doing anything new with commons is a lot of fun, and not spending a lot of money on pixelated cardboard is also a lot of fun, and having fun with the boys is also a lot of fun. But deck building. Big time. Um,
2: I cannot wait to play this format and just play, like, just all of the mono white cards in Standard that I love that are not good enough to play in actual formats. And <laughs> yeah, just turn little idiots sideways. I cannot wait. I'm really genuinely excited about starting this, this weird little niche format.
1: Right. And, I mean, like, you don't, it doesn't, it's not going to take long to build a deck. Like, you only have so many options, and you can pass through most of vanilla cards, which... Doesn't leave a lot in common standard pools, so you can, like definitely do like a red deck wins. There's definitely some prowess potential. There's always stompy potential. Um, I was definitely looking into it a little bit. It, um, there's uh, what was the tribal? I was I don't remember the tribal I was looking into, but there's definitely some cute ones that you could fuck with.
2: Oh, I like that.
1: Um, yeah, just a ton of fun. Oh, elementals, because you because um all that shit's still in standard.
2: Yeah, for a little bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, for at least a little bit. So you could do a couple of those things, which I'm just, I fancy the off-beaten path tribal.
2: And I'm, I'm sure that when we eventually start this whole thing, we're going to be posting about deck lists in the Discord. So if you're interested in, kind of, in kind of dabbling with that, again, another plug, Fetcher Shock Discord, go on there and join in.
0: You're plugging left and right today, brother.
2: Yeah, um, Yeah, that's what I'm here for i got to represent the brand.
0: Tyler, the plug.
2: Yo, I'm the plug. All right, fellas. Well, is that all we got for Magic Stuff? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, shout out to Ultimate
1: Chicken Horse. Just play that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Ultimate Chicken Horse, us, Horse. Same, then, same thing. Uh, shout out number four, Discord. Play with us in the Discord. It's cool. Yeah, everything about that. The end. Ultimate Chicken Horse rules. Yeah, shout
2: out, but, boys. I know, but boys. Normal- <laughs> <laughs> Normally in our episode, we throw in an MTG top five with me and Matt. We're going to forego that this week, and we're going to jump straight into our game. This game, however, is not accumulated knowledge. No, it's not. I actually don't have a name for this game.
1: What you got on the spot, Mr. Creative?
2: It is uh, It is something completely new that is just yeah. I built just specifically for this episode for these two idiots to try to battle it out. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> a new-new. Mm-hmm.
2: I cannot wait. For- oh, you know what we'll call it? I'm going to call this game... Frantic Inventory, which oh, is just a awesome. functional reprint of accumulated knowledge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yep.
2: So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our new game, Frantic Inventory. In this game, I have curated three different questions, I guess we'll call. It. And in these questions, I am going to ask these lovely individuals three different cards. They have to pick out the card that doesn't belong in this list of three and if they get it right they get a point and if they don't they are a stupid idiot and they never get to play wood nickel ever again it's now at the nice end enough. of that, whoever has the most points wins and if it's tied we're gonna do a single round of accumulated knowledge first one to get a card wins Ooh, you guys okay. get one answer and we'll go until there's a winner perfect so the way that I did these lists is I did one list that I think Zach is favored, one list that I think Rupert is favored with, and one list that I'm favored with.
0: How's that helping us if you're asking the questions?
2: Oh, it's not. <laughs> not <at> That's <laughs> So, who wants to go first and what person's preferential list should
1: oh, I go first?
2: Okay, Rupert, you go first. Um,
1: are all three of us going, or are both of us going through all three lists?
2: We'll go back and forth.
1: Okay. Um, I want Zach's list to go first, so I'll go first, but Zach's list is going for him.
2: So Rupert is first using Zach's topic. So this topic, Rupert, so is... that means Zach gets to do it too. He's going to get to do it after you.
1: Okay. Okay. I got you. Just, make, just being 100% clear.
2: So the first category in Frantic Inventory, Rupert, I'm going to give you three cards. Two of them are discard cards. One of them is not. Okay. Are you ready for your three? yes the first one is mind knives the second one is mind warp the third one is mind swipe
1: (laughs) swipe or no swipey um i want to say mind warp is not
2: the discard card
1: it's not the discard card mind warp is not a
2: that is your final answer correct rupert mind swipe is not a discard card
1: that's bullshit. What does mine? What do these cards do?
2: Mind what does swipe, mind swipe do? Mind swipe is X, a blue and a red for an instant speed spell. It says counter target spell unless its controller plays X. Mine swipe deals X damage to that player's controller. This is a rare from Cons of Tarkir.
1: Awesome. <laughs> you said rare and I was like,
0: don't even waste your
2: time. <laughs> don't tell me it's
0: too rich but, for my blood. Yep.
2: All right, Zach, are you ready for your list of, yeah, of free potential discard cards? Two of them are actual discard cards. One of them is an imposter.
0: Lay it on me, daddy. One of them is cheaty face. No,
2: oh, That would have been too easy. So we have Sickening Dreams, Shattered Dreams, and Insidious Dream. I
0: love it. <laughs> uh, can I get a reread?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, Sickening Dream is the first one. Shattered Dreams is the second one. And Insidious Dreams is the third one.
0: Uh, I don't think Sickening Dreams is a discard
2: card. Is that your final answer? Yes. Zach. What's up? Insidious Dreams is not a discard card. Ah, <laughs> come on.
1: We're so good at frantic and so,
2: sickening dream. One and a black, an additional cost to this spell. You discard X cards, and then Sickening Dreams deals X damage to each creature. So you discard the cards. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> stupid. I would never use that.
2: Now Rupert. Yes sir. This one is specifically for you. I'm ready. One of these three cards is not a common. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the rest of them are. Yours are Tarpit Warrior, Hollow Warrior, or Warrior's Honor. Fucking, I <laughs> 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 All
1: right, there's Pit Warrior, Warrior's Honor. What was the third one?
2: Hollow Warrior. Going to
1: go Hollow Warrior, not a common.
2: Robert, is I, one lied? One? I lied,
1: I lied No, that's not my final answer. Ooh. Regis was a Regis? I'm gonna say Warrior's Honor, not a common.
2: Warrior's Honor you think Correct. is not a common card in Magic the Gathering.
1: Correct. I'm taking my gut instinct and I'm saying, fuck you. Well,
2: I'm if you would have taken yourself. your gut instinct, you probably would have been right because Hollow Warrior is not a common. Get um, God. Don't even read another
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> i brought so much shame to my life
2: <laughs> hollow warrior is an uncommon from prophecy
1: is. oh my god
2: it, it is a four mana four four for a creature artifact your golem hollow warrior can't attack or block unless you tap an untapped creature you control
1: what a shitty card
2: <laughs> it's not very good no
1: no it's horrible <laughs> i've seen better
2: so you guys are both oh batting. All right, Zach. Give Zach
1: a freaking question. We're t- we're terrible. This is a really good game, though. I like this.
2: <laughs> now, Zach, Watch are I you have. ready? I uh, have a list of three cards. Two of them are commons. One of them is not a common. Yeah, man, send it. Your three are Sunblade Elf, Defiant Elf, and Taunting Elf.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of elves. Uh lot oh, nuts. <laughs> Sunblade, Defiant, and Taunting Elves, huh?
2: All of those three are elves, but only two of them are common Out
0: Sunblade sounds like it would fuck you up. So I'm going to say that that one is the not common card.
2: Is that your final answer? Yeah. Zach, Sunblade elves is an uncommon card from oh. M15. From what, set? M15. That's... Sunblade elves gets a plus one, plus one as long as you control a plains. And for four and a white, creatures you control get a plus one, plus one to the end of turn. It is one green for a one, one. L4 your creature. That's, That's pretty good. The worst ever. That's not a bad card. So currently, Zach, you are up one point. I guess I've forgotten by now. Now, Rupert, here's your chance to catch up. Here's your category. Two of these cards are white cards One of them is not a white card. Yeah. <laughs> your three cards are Aven Fleetwing, avon Warhawk,
0: You're such and avon Century. Now hold on, before he answers it. Is it strictly white or can it be white in something else?
2: There is no white mana symbols in one of these cards.
0: Okay,
1: cool. I'm going to roll out Warhawk. What were the first two? It's probably that one. What were the first two?
2: Avon Fleetwing was the first one and the other one is Avon Sentry.
1: Fucking Fleetwing. I'm going Fleetwing. Is that your final answer? Avon Fleet Foxes.
2: Avon Fleet Foxes is correct. That card is blue. I thought it
1: might be. It's you know, either blue or fucking white. Sentry's such a super white thing, and so is that other stupid thing I rolled out. All right, Zach, freaking, I
2: thought Warhawk yeah. was gonna trip you up. Warhawk yeah, could have war- been
0: red. Warhawk could have been red.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, have been that's, that was, that was I my Sabbath. Yeah, Avon Fleetwing is three and a blue for a two-two flying hexproof bird soldier.
0: Love a good bird soldier. I think yeah, all he's of also these are interested birds birds. In bird law. <laughs> he's a bird person. Now Zach. Harvey <laughs> Bird Person
2: Attorney Law. Attorney Ed Bird.
1: All right, Zach, don't get this one. Uh, okay.
2: Zach, this one, this is for all the marbles. Also, this is my favorite list that I compiled. Great. <laughs> Zach, two of these are white. One of them is decidedly not white. <laughs> Your three cards are Northern Paladin, Southern Paladin, and Western Paladin.
1: What? Oh my God, that is the fucking <laughs> best.
2: <bad. laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh what? So North,
2: South, or Weast? They are all paladins, but only one of them isn't white.
0: Okay, so there's three cards. Two (laughs) of the three go together like north-south. And then there's just the weast hanging out over there. So I'm gonna say that the weast one is not white.
2: Zach, is that your final
0: answer? Yeah, why not? He's
2: so wrong. That's the curveball of the question. Zach, the Western paladin is black. <gasps> God damn it. That wasn't a curveball. I thought, see, that was like the little sub game that I was playing. Was does he think it's going to be a curveball? A
1: curve
0: back and Uh huh. It was, uh-huh. <laughs> it
2: it was a slider it's... the whole time. I don't remember balling
0: Oh, I, I just looked that card up. I actually know that art. I've seen that card before.
2: Oh, are you also familiar with Eastern Paladin? Because that is also a card.
0: That's a lot of paladins.
2: My favorite one is the Northwestern. That one's oh, green.
1: Uh, what about the Northwest Paladin, the one with from Kanye and Kim?
2: Yeah, that one is an artifact creature, I think. It's did just pair fucking easy yeah. shoes. Yeah, that makes sense. Zach, you are the winner of the very uh, the inaugural episode of what did I call this game? Frantic inventory. Frantic inventory. Thank you. You're the inaugural winner of Frantic Inventory.
1: Salty Dog Rupert. <laughs>
2: Uh, listen, I thought that you were going to get the commons one.
1: Bro, bro. I literally made that game harder, too. You were going to give Zach, you're like, I wonder what Just Created Earth does. Do you think you would get that? And I'm like, it's a Black, and it probably makes some discard a card destroy your land. And you're like, why do you go to that? And I'm like, because we made a freaking pauper deck for Zach. Yeah, that's <laughs> based around
2: this,
0: You got to give him harder questions than
2: that. <laughs> yeah, you did workshop this game in your favor and still are.
0: I, I didn't know any of those cards. It was just straight guessing, so...
2: Oh, yeah, I, I made it intentionally so that you guys would probably know none of the cards.
0: Sometimes yeah. it's better to be lucky than good, you know? I don't know anything about that.
2: I would say all the times it's better to be lucky than good.
0: If only my luck carried over to actually playing the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Zach, you 0 3 the Fetch and Talk post-release, pre-release, <laughs> but you did win the first ever recorded episode of Frantic Inventory. So who's the real winner?
0: I think, arguably, this is the more prestigious uh, achievement, so...
2: Yeah, you're the reigning champion, and who knows when we'll ever play this game again, so... (laughs) It's gonna be a while.
0: It might be a while before someone comes for the belt, so... I'll see you in the ring. (laughs) Code for you, brother. I'm the cream of the crop.
2: Yeah, Insert wrestling meme. Go straight to the top. (laughs) Go
1: straight to the top. In a Rupee Norton knockout.
2: Guys, you remember that one time that I was Hulk Hogan for Halloween? Yup. And I just uh, ran around and just screamed out, to at WrestleMania brother people.
0: That's pretty incredible.
2: Oh, cause the incredible Hulk. I get it.
0: Also, this may get edited out, but whenever you were talking about, uh, purposefully shitting yourself on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. have you ever purposely pissed yourself? And I know the answer to this.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Because the funny thing about that is, and this is not going to get it out, because uh, I, know, I know a guy who edits this that's definitely going to keep us in.
1: I'll slip, slip him a couple bucks.
2: Yeah, the one time that I did purposely piss my own pants was New Year's Eve, like, probably 2013. Something like that. And we dressed up in Depends adult we diapers were, we were new year's babies we yeah. went to the party as new year's babies and you and i were standing there talking and like oh well the like we're wearing these diapers might like, as well we use, don't them. use them for their intended purpose of pissing and shitting ourselves man. neither of us had to shit so we just stood there shook hands and pissed ourselves <laughs> <taking> Hands. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah. and you will not believe how heavy a human being's pisses until you're wearing your own piss. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like it's when you piss in a bottle. That's, like that's a lot of piss. Yeah, like those those depends were feather light until we peed in them, and then they that's were like, made of concrete.
0: It felt like five pounds of piss just hanging waste.
2: Yeah, and then we went upstairs. Uh, I remember taking off my depends and then putting another pair of depends on. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and then just going back to business as normal. <laughs>
0: No baby wipes or nothing.
2: No, absolutely not. So that's a pro tip for everyone out there. Just wear Depends everywhere, and you never have to go to the bathroom.
0: Especially at parties.
2: Yeah, if you have FOMO, if you fear of missing anything, just put your pants. But wear Depends, I mean, and you won't miss a thing. It's just, uh, What do they call It's
1: Free plugs? Free I plugs. Remember. I remember. You got free plug there, Depends.
2: Yeah, so it Depends if you're listening. And yeah, Fetch and Shock's
1: podcast sponsored by
0: Depends. You're not a sponsor yet.
2: Yeah, that depends uh, on whether they send us money or not. We <laughs> well, fellas, I know that Zach was the winner of the game, but because I love you both so much, I'm going to give you both a shout out for this episode. I'm going to take
0: like seven or eight because I'm never going to come back to this shit ever in my shouts life. Shouts out to Ty Dollars. Shouts out, shouts out to. Ty. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, will more or less people get that reference than Brink? Um, let's find out. i put a straw poll up on the. <laughs> on the fetch talk discord yeah if you get any of our references or if you get none of our references go to the fetch talk discord and vote
1: yeah how many did you get one two three zero are you two fucking <laughs> are you not around are you not in your mid-20s to late and live the same life
2: that we did <laughs> all right so zach do you have a shout out for this episode um
0: i do uh i don't think he really needs it but me and rupert were talking about it before we even started recording Um. And it's my favorite uh, magic artist. Uh, that would be Seb. Mister Seb McKinnon, absolute monster uh, mm-hmm. of art. And if it's if it's skeletony, spirity, spooky, he nails it. Um, he does a lot of black cards. That's why I'm familiar. Um, and his red, white, and black contrast on his art is second to none, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, and the, I mean, there's like the. The staples for me, anyway, would be like Debt to the Deathless, uh, and then all the ones from uh, I think it was Ikoria, the uh, the Mythos. that look, look like cave paintings. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh-huh. I kind of want to I want to get those in a series of prints on my wall at some point. But
2: that'd be so sick. Yeah, all of oh, those. Yeah, would go off. be yeah. good. Yeah, but
0: uh, yeah, he's he's one of those guys that makes magic more than just uh a cardboard trading card game. It's uh you get to play with art, and it adds something. Really special to the flavor of the card. Um yeah, it's just another added layer of appreciation I have for the game. Absolutely. Shouts out, Seb McKinnon. Keep it up, man. Yeah, shout out Seb. Yeah. Shout out Seb. R- R- Rupert, go go to your list of eight things. All right. We got Seb. You got Omar Rayan. The a really good artist
1: Obviously. Um, a couple of YouTubers, Pleasant Kenobi and rustic Study, both of which Tyler directed me to uh professor and commander's quarters of which are like plaster on youtube for a good reason because of quality as fuck dudes and then max mofo wants open pokemon or ma- magic cards when that was cute yeah and so
2: he's something. the magic content creator
1: yeah he technically has posted magic content
0: so shout out macmo he, he has no idea about it but he does it so
2: no, he has no fucking clue which
0: honestly makes it a little bit funnier yes one thousand
1: percent and then, shout out to Matt, Corey, another shout out to Adam Getz and Kevin from the other day. Those shout outs. And I got one more shout for you, Tyler, for putting on this podcast every week for a year plus now, which has been pretty awesome. Aww. That's a good shout out. That's a in good event. shout out. Thank you for giving me this to listen to and for having me and Zach on. And for, um, we've talked about a couple ideas that you have for spaces to fill in the meantime with Matt's. Absence coming up, and I'm excited to hear about all of those. It'll add a little
2: bit, but Beth and his wife is. But
1: and future newborn child, also <laughs> talk, because I need to equalize, become to
2: say, Yeah, come back, come back down to ground level. I, got, I don't really have an insult for you,
1: not right now. Or, I'll, I'll, I'll insult you a whole bunch. When we-
2: Perfect, yeah, because we're definitely jumping on and we're playing some wood nickel. Yeah, we're playing at least one.
1: Game
2: that, <laughs> gotta end the episode the way that we always do. First Naturally. of all, you gotta. Give a little shout out. My shout out for the week is gonna be the Special Shock Twitter, which Ooh, is Fed yeah. Shock.
1: Our social media.
2: Yeah. And you can also find me specifically, Tyler, at Basic Landbin. You can find my co-host who isn't here, Matt, at it's Bop. You can find uh Rupert nowhere besides the Discord. You can find you can Zach find him
1: smoking a bull while climbing a mountain.
2: Yeah, if you want to go to Colorado and find him doing that, go for it. Um, you can find Zach on the Discord, Twitterless Zach
0: twitterless Zach, and uh if you ever see planes i may be in one of those at some point i don't know
2: true you do fly the planes and then lastly we've already said it a million times but the fashion shock discord if you're interested in anything that we talked about this episode go on there there's more discussion to be had fashion shock discord find the link on our twitter or in the description of this episode all right boys well did you guys practice your uh your saying for screaming at the end of this episode No,
1: but I didn't practice the beginning really either. I just barely wrote it down legibly, and I did pretty okay there,
2: so let's go for it. Yeah, so winging it? Some birds can't be caged. All right. Well, if that's all we got, we will see you later. See you you later, nerds. Later, nerds.